0: And especially if you grew up in America hearing the great stories of the Bible. One of the places that's always a high spot and a high point, both figuratively and literally, is Mount Carmel. And you usually are there on the first or second day that you arrive in Israel. And it is a sight that wows everyone. When you leave Ben-Gurion Airport and you make your way north following the old Via Maris, the Way of the Sea... You, as all others down through history, come to a great barricade in that journey north, which is Mount Carmel. Now, most people think of Mount Carmel as one peak, but it's really not. Mount Carmel is a 13-mile long span of mountains that is the northernmost fingertip of the Samaritan Mountains. From the mountains, it juts out into the Mediterranean Sea at Haifa. And it blocks the way. It's like a barricade where you cannot go north following the Via Maris. And so you can go through a couple of passes that will bring you into the Jezreel Valley. And from the Jezreel Valley, then you can make your way north and east and then eventually west through modern-day Turkey and over into Europe. And so Mount Carmel is a high mountain because it it rises up it seems like out of that valley and it is at its highest point that we're going to talk about today over 1800 feet above sea level and so you can imagine the view that you have many times i have stood on mount carmel in the winter time when the rains have come and cleared the air and i have looked at the snow-capped mountains of anti-lebanon and even as far as Mount Hermon to the north and to the west. And it's absolutely a beautiful sight from Mount Carmel, where Elijah, as you know, in 1 Kings 18, fought the prophets of Baal. You can get a bird's eye view of the Jezreel Valley before you. You can see the city of Nazareth in the distance on a clear day. You can see all the way to the mountains of Gilead on a clear day when the sun is just right setting in the west and shining on the eastern front, and you can also see the story unfolding before you, and you know the story. But Elijah, after over three years of drought, summoned Ahab and all of his cohorts to come for a great confrontation on Mount Carmel. And often people will say to me, well, is that the real Mount Carmel? How do you know this is the site? Well, you know, we have a tendency when we're taking people around to give some generalities. And I usually at this point stop and help the people with something that will help them throughout the trip. And I grade A, B, C, and D the sites, the archaeology of the sites, and whether it's an authentic site or whether we're just guessing at it. And so it's here that I put in the people's minds that an A-grade site, that is a grade site thats A site that we would label grade A. We would label grade A. Now, grade A site is X marks the spot. This is where it happened. And there are several of those in the land of Israel that we know about, and we cherish those sites because it gives us the lay of the land and all the specs that are associated with it, and we know that's what it is, not only from the geographical descriptions, but also from archaeological evidence and from, most of all, biblical evidence. But then there is a grade B site and all that's in between A and B, and that's an A minus, a B plus, and that is, we know that area, the general vicinity where this happened, but we don't know X marks the spot. Here is where the altar was, or here is where the footsteps were taken, but we have a good idea of this is the area where this happened. Then C, it goes downhill from there, and that your guess is as good as mine based upon the evidence we have, and sometimes that's not very much. But this is what I would call a B site. That is, we don't know X marks the spot where the altar was, built the altar of God that was repaired by Elijah. But we believe very strongly that this was the site where it happened. And there's several reasons for that. Let me give those to you. Number one is, it's the high place. It's the highest place. It's called the Horns of Carmel. And the horns are the high places, the summit, the point. And you don't go to a low place on a mountain. You don't climb a mountain to not go to the summit if you're going to make an offering. And there were altars to Baal, to Baal there in ancient times. We do know that and have long history on that. And so this would have been the summit of the mountain, the Horns of Carmel. And so it's the highest point. Number two, it is the only place in that long mountain range where you have access down to the Kishon River. If you'll recall in the story, Elijah mentions the Kishon River or the brook or the stream more than one time, and it has great significance. And so the water is important. There was a source of water. There would have been springs on top, and the buckets were drawn. But the prophets were killed there, the prophets of Baal. They were brought down and they were killed there after the incident. And so these are important markers, and so you have access down to the Kishan River. You're at the highest point, which was where any altar would have been because it was called a high place. It's also called Mukraka. Mukraka in Arabic means the place of the burning. That would have been a place of sacrifice, and down through the ages, this has been the name for that. Also, this was a very sacred place from ancient times because of its name, Carmel is karam. El. Caram is a garden, a vineyard, in the truest sense of the word, of fruit. And it is on Mount Carmel today that you can see some of the old-growth ancient forest. Most of the forest in Israel have been planted, but not on Carmel. And so that means that even down through the ages this was considered a sacred place. So because of that, and other factors that we don't have time to go into, we have concluded that this is where Elijah would have fought the prophets of Baal, and the Carmelites also believe that this is where the order of the Carmelites began, and they've got a monastery built there, which many of you have traveled, have gone there, and we go up on their roof, and we can see the sea to the west, where Elijah would have asked his servant to go, and his servant said, "I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand." And this is where he would have looked the other way and could see all the way to Jezreel, some 17 miles away, where he told Ahab, you better get down from here and get through the Jezreel Valley, which turns into a swamp when the Kishon overflows its bank because it's a muddy, swampy, low area that the Israelis have done a tremendous job of now making a fertile plain completely and making canals and watercourses for all of those swampy areas and it is the breadbasket of israel it is absolutely spectacular on mount carmel to go see and if you've never seen it you should go see it and i hope that you will go with me as we walk on the way this is tony crisp thanks for listening to on the way with tony crisp tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages people places and prophecies fridays are for your questions